Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Last night, the Rockets got the win to even up this series at two games apiece. And I'm actually curious, who do you think people are rooting for in this series? I know that the West Coast is just now waking up because it's just 7 o'clock on the East Coast. And so I think the Rockets probably have a little bit of an advantage early on in the poll. But I also feel like people are primarily tired of the warrior dominance notwithstanding that fact so i put up a poll question with the warriors and the rockets tied at two each who are you rooting for to win the series uh i am going with uh i'm going with i honestly would probably rather see the warriors win i bet on the rockets so i have a lot more to win on uh, lock it in if the rockets continue i think i got them at 17 to 1 so if they could pull off the upset i think they would then become the favorite to win the nba title but i also feel like the uh the warrior dynasty losing in the semifinals of the uh of the western conference it feels like we're being cheated a little bit and I, I, I know that this was a surprise for a lot of you out there when the NBA finals, uh, I mean, NBA playoffs were set, the field, and suddenly the Rockets ended up the four seed because I think the expectation was that we would get a Western Conference finals between the Rockets and the Warriors. And so I feel like this series has snuck up on a lot of people that it's happening, <laughs> happening here in early May. 
as opposed to uh, to late in the playoff process. But I'm curious. I'm going to bring in the crew. Who are you guys rooting for? I'm probably rooting for the Warriors because I'd rather see the Warriors go out in the NBA Finals or whatever team eventually emerges to beat them to have it happen later in the playoff process. I also am fine with the Warriors winning another title and then and then the process uh, switching rapidly from uh, where the Warriors are, uh, whether their dynasty is going to continue based on the decision that Kevin Durant has to make. Uh, so I understand why there's lots of people rooting for the Rockets. I just I don't find James Harden and the way he plays basketball to be particularly likable. For whatever reason, I've never really liked Chris Paul that much either. So I, I, I like the idea of the Rockets uh, being a contending team. I like them being in the Western Conference Finals. But I think I still like Steph and Clay and Durant and Draymond more than I do the Rockets. But I may well be in the minority on that equation. Uh, what about you, Danny G? Who are you rolling with? Well, it's tough for us in the main control room right here because we're Laker fans, so don't have a dog in the fight. Want to see just really exciting basketball. Uh, both teams flop. That's the thing that kind of bothers me watching. And I, I put a, a tweet out last night during the game, late in the game when Kevin Durant got called for that foul. Did you see Chris Paul hit the floor and then he was wiggling around like a fish out of water? Almost looked like he had a small seizure. And so I, I pointed that out. And man, some Rockets fans came out of the woodwork. Warriors fans, they shouldn't cry about officiating. And, and then Warrior fans and Rockets fans were going at it with, with each other on Twitter for the rest of the game. It's hard to it's hard to say when you are not a fan of either team because there's things that you could pick on and hate about both of those teams. I'm surprised by the results so far uh, because I figured that it would be closer than this. Uh, a thousand people have voted in the first uh, five minutes or so of this poll. You can go vote uh, on Twitter at Clay Travis. You can track me down. Uh, 68% right now are saying they are rooting for the Rockets. 32% rooting for the Warriors. Now, this may adjust again. It's early in the morning for the West Coast, and people may still be waking up over there. It's still only 4 a.m., or some of you may be about to go to sleep that are voting. Uh, but the Rockets, a prohibitive favorite at 68% of the vote so far. Does that surprise you, Dub? I mean, a little bit. I, I thought it would be closer, too. I am personally rooting for the Warriors for two main reasons. The first reason being which I don't really find the Rockets' style of play very entertaining. They took 89 shots last night. 50 of those 89 were three-point attempts. And secondly, I think if the Warriors win, it makes the decision for Kevin Durant that much easier. So we'll get back to a bit more of a balanced NBA. Yeah, I mean, the, the July calendar season as the free agency starts in the NBA has the potential to be a lot more entertaining. I feel like if the Rockets win, things are wide open uh, as you come down the stretch of the final four teams. Anybody left would have to think, hey, you know what? We have a chance to actually win this thing. I feel like if the Warriors win, then a lot of you are just going to kind of roll your eyes and assume that it's, uh, that it's further evidence of the Warrior dominance and nobody's going to be able to take them out. Uh, Eddie Garcia, who are you rooting for? 
Well, you know, I'm watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, but if, if so, you, let's, if I have let's, to let's pause question, here for a yeah, minute yeah. before I get your opinion. Then, what's going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Give us our hockey ex- our update. Does this mean, by the way, you don't watch the NBA at all? You're only watching the Stanley Cup. Uh, I wouldn't say at all, but most of the time there's a conflict going on, so I'm going to pick hockey over basketball. But you're not even flipping back and forth. You're staying committed to hockey. It, it depends um, what the game is. If it's if it's Warriors Rockets, yes, I will switch back and forth. All right, so uh, tonight. Well, so first of all, the Bruins have advanced. Who is your pick right now to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, boy, I would probably go San Jose. I don't even know if they're going to win a game seven against Colorado, but if I had to if I had to pick somebody, I would probably go with them. I, I St. Louis is there too, but I mean they've got a game seven tonight against Dallas. Yeah, so I, I picked St. Louis yeah. on lock it in to win the uh, the Stanley Cup. So they've got the game seven against Dallas going on tonight. Uh, which will probably be a pretty exhilarating game. Starts at uh, at eight o'clock Eastern on NBC. So, uh, who did you say your pick is overall right now? So, give me a team that you expect to win. I, well, you know what? Let me go. I, I picked St. Louis to come out of the West at the beginning of the playoffs. So let me let me pick them. Let me stay with them to uh, to win it. All right. So now let's go to the other side of the equation. So you're saying that you care so little about the NBA compared to hockey that you don't even have a rooting interest in caring whether the Warriors or the Rockets win. If you're going to put a gun to my head, as the old cliche goes, I would pick Golden State because I think they are more they are a more entertaining team to watch. They are obviously have more star power, and then the just the you know the added uh, you know dynasty that they're going on right now. I, I would pick Golden State. I think I thought it was going to be closer than it has been so far in the poll. Uh, Roberto, who you rolling with? Uh, like Danny said, uh, I hate I hate both of these teams. I uh, just want to see a good competitive game. But like Eddie says, the Warriors' style of play is more entertaining, and the Rockets I don't find them entertaining. Entertaining at all. I think this speaks more to Warriors' dislike than it does Rockets' love because I do feel like. Dub is right that the that the style of play the Rockets uh you know employ is jack up a three, right? Come down, penetrate, dribble penetrate, kick it outside, jack up a three. I mean, it's basically every single possession. Or James Harden tries to get fouled, uh jab step, jab step, drive in a little bit, jab step, step back three, boom. He's got the ball so much of the time. Doesn't mean that they're not a very good team. I mean, I think Harden is uh, is an, an incredible offensive player. And there was that one uh, shot that he hit. He missed the, the the free throw after getting fouled by Klay Thompson in the second quarter, I think it was, where Klay Thompson had to, uh, had to go out. I think it was his third foul. No, he got the third foul inside. But Thompson just fouled him and ran into him. And he was like, I don't even know how it's possible to defend this shot without hitting the guy. That was like the look that you could see Klay Thompson after he flattened Harden and then Harden missed the, uh, the free throw that would have been a four-point play. Um, so... I don't think necessarily that it's a love for the Rockets. I think a lot of people are just tired of the Warriors being in so many different finals and having put themselves into a position to win so many different championships. I also don't think in the grand scheme of things that very much of our opinion changes with the Warriors predicated on what happens in this season. Because if they win, okay, that would be three titles, what, in four years? Am I correct on that? Three titles in four years, the one uh, exception, or four titles, sorry, four titles in five years, the one exception being the Cavs come back from the 3-1 series deficit. Uh, and I think I said earlier they would have been in six straight finals. I think the answer is actually they would be in 
uh, in five straight, right? Am five, I right on that? Five straight. This is yeah. going to be the fifth straight finals that they would go to. Um, and so uh, I think in general that, uh, that there's not that much that changes about Kevin Durant's legacy or Steph Curry's legacy or certainly Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, anybody else. I think we've kind of had our fill of the Warriors and we had Chris Mannix on in hour one. I think his point is well taken that this is your opportunity to kind of turn the page to end up with a new team to uh, to root for and for the NBA for the first time in a very long time for you to feel like, hey, there's eight or nine different teams that could potentially win the title. Because essentially, since LeBron James made the decision to go to Miami the first time and create what I would say is the first uh, super team with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, the NBA has been very good at creating intriguing matchups, almost all of them involving LeBron James, but not very good at creating the possibility that your team could win a championship. And so this would be this next season coming up, the first time that you would have any parity in the NBA in 10 or 15 years. And I do think that a lot of fans out there crave that potentially happening to uh, to allow the NBA to be just a little bit more entertaining. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. 
three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I have a bullet and strict respect to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. We are officially underway with the Animal Thunderdome. And uh, what you got for me, Danny G? Ah, uh, you are going to love this story. Officers, they got more than they bargained for when they pulled over a pickup truck during a routine traffic stop in Florida yesterday. A woman pulled an alligator out of her yoga pants. There's no way this is a real story. This is real. Michael Clemens, 22, and Ariel Mashan LaQuire, 25, were stopped in Punta Gorda. They told officers that they had been out hunting for snakes and frogs under an overpass. Police inspected the vehicle and they found Mashawn LaQuire's black backpack stuffed with 41 small turtles. Things got even more bizarre when she proceeded to pull a one-foot baby alligator out of her yoga pants. <laughs> According to the official report from the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, Mashawn LaQuire then took the, the one-foot reptile and placed it in the tray of the truck. It's uh, not been confirmed whether the pair have been charged over the incident, the Miami Herald reports. However, officers clearly saw the funny side of this situation, sharing a, a post to their Facebook page on Monday, saying, not to be outdone by the hashtag Florida man, a hashtag Florida woman pulled this alligator out of her yoga pants Monday during a traffic stop after being asked the standard, do you have anything else? Do we have a picture of the woman? Uh, no picture of the woman. They do have pictures of the turtles and the baby alligator that were confiscated. So we need to do research. What's her name? Her Le- name is, I'll get it for you. It's a long name. Yeah, yeah. Ariel Mashon LaQuire. Uh, we need you to look this Typhonated. up, Dub. I need to see a photo of the woman. What do we think? <laughs> Does a woman who has an alligator in her pants likely to be attractive or unattractive? I mean, they are yoga pants. Uh, She's probably fat. You think fat, yeah. even in the yoga pants? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go fat yoga pants. Fat, unattractive on the alligator in the pants woman. Definitely. Uh, I see. I What's her name again? Ariel, and then her last name is hyphenated, Mashawn LaQuire. And she's 25, yeah. I think you said? Yes. 
Uh, there's a lot of different things going on there. That sounds like a hot girl name, first of all. Sometimes you can judge a woman based on her name, and that sounds like a hot girl name. She's 25, which is, uh, you know, peak attractiveness ages. She is in uh, yoga pants. Now, you know, sometimes people wear yoga pants, and they shouldn't be wearing yoga pants. The yoga pants, 25, hot name, all says, yes, good-looking. Alligator in the pants probably says not good-looking, right? Well, we all agree that we don't <laughs> expect. But I almost think that's crazy enough that it moves into the crazy hot, you know, like move. One foot alligator in the pants, uh, that means that the yoga pants aren't insanely tight, right? So she's probably not like super fat busting out of them. What are the odds, first of all, that we can find this girl's photo? It should be 100%. In fact, I may have to fire someone if the four of you combined can't find this girl's picture because her name is unique and she just got arrested with an alligator in her pants. This has to be all over the internet. Have we had any success so far? Anything yet, Dub? We have... A picture, I believe, of the suspect here. She is not bad. I'll there give you that. There you go. So you would say that I was right here on saying she's a good looking. Yeah, she's not bad looking at all. Uh, I need to see. Uh, I need to have that uh, picture texted to me so yep. uh, so that I can see the link. But I feel good about this. So uh, alligator one foot. Now, why? <laughs> here's the other question: Do you think she panicked when they got pulled over and she tried to hide the alligator? Or do you think she was driving with the alligator in her pants? That's a good question. I mean, they told the police right away, well, we were hunting for snakes and frogs, as if that's a normal thing. Well, they had 41 (laughs) turtles, so they must have been hunting for a while. And then, then the question is, is that what this couple do for a living? I mean, I'm sh- yeah, that's that is a good question. I mean, the, the guy in the car with her was 21, right? 22, and she's 25. Uh, so, I, I mean, I feel like you're probably not just driving down the road with an alligator in your pants, right? Uh, where where were they headed? She's got this one foot baby alligator in her yoga pants, and then 41 small turtles in her backpack. Yeah, I mean, the turtles makes more sense because I just assume. How does that like, make more sense? Where is she going with a backpack of 41 I, I, small? I turtles? assume that they're selling the turtles on the internet. So anytime you hear like something crazy like that, I mean, I assume she's probably they're not going to keep 41 turtles for themselves. So my assumption is that they're trying to catch these turtles to sell them on the internet. And the baby alligator, maybe the same thing. Maybe the same. Now, what I would be nervous about, a one-foot alligator is, you know, not that big. And if you've ever held, like, a baby alligator, which I bet, actually, a lot of people who have listened to this this show have, either at a zoo or on, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, kind of alligator tour or something in Florida or Louisiana or a place like that, it doesn't take up that much space. But I wonder both is the, is, like, the mouth taped and also, baby alligators are often still living closely with their grown mom alligators. And so that seems like a dangerous thing to have been doing is uh, is grabbing this baby alligator. But I'm guessing the baby alligator also potentially to be sold. And my thought would be that she panicked and put it in her pants because she was afraid of the police. And we don't know why they got pulled over, right? You just said a routine traffic stop. I assume speeding is the answer in general when you get pulled over for something like that. Well, yeah, because they were in a rush to get to their Craigslist meeting to sell some of the goods. Yeah, well, so uh, so that in and of itself is a <laughs> uh, wacky story. All right, let's uh, go to Ohio. A family's home security captured 
a moment where a black bear ran off with their outdoor trash can. The Grove family shared security camera footage showing a bear approaching two trash cans outside their Ashtabula County home. The bear's attentions uh, initially focused on the bin, and then the animal manages to tip it over but can't open it. <laughs> the animal then runs away from the home, taking the trash can with it. The Garros told WJWTV that the incident was kind of cute, but also kind of scary. All right, I'm still caught up in the woman with the alligator in her pants. <laughs> I know you Dub are. just sent me her picture. She's, I, I would actually describe her as hot. I mean, this is a booking photo, I'm assuming, right, Dub? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, most people are not good looking when they get arrested in just a standard booking photo, right? Now, she's smiling in the booking photo, suggesting she doesn't expect to go to prison in Florida for having an alligator in her pants. But I would describe this girl as as, as not just, you know, like good looking, like very good looking. I mean, way better looking than you would expect, maybe, uh, if you are Danny G and a woman gets arrested with alligator in her pants. This woman could get famous over this story because I think it's going to go viral and I think there's going to be a lot of interest in how in the world, why in the world do you have an alligator in your pants and uh, and the fact that she's good looking. Again, I would say that I followed the cues down the stretch here and ended up with the right result. You guys, you made bad mistake, bad decisions. So uh, what? none of us disagreed with you. Well, Roberto was the one that thought she was. was I thought you said you was. No, no, no. Said, that was Roberto. I thought you said she was going to be fat. No, that was Roberto. Definitely not fat, Roberto. You should be disgusted for believing that this woman <laughs> was going to be fat. Uh, when we come back, well, you got to tweet two, that picture out. By the way, rockets. Uh, I'm not going to tweet it out. I mean, I don't want to sound ridiculous. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Son of a ball, why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Suck my white ball! Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We tee off at 9 a.m., down in Birmingham, Alabama at the Regents Pro-Am. Like I said, John Daly is the pro in my group. And then I've got uh, Kirby Smart, Taylor Hicks, uh, former, I believe he won American Idol. If he didn't, he came close to winning American Idol, singer. And then I've got the head of Widespread Panic. Uh, Is it Widespread Panic? Yes, Widespread Panic. Uh, Also uh, teeing off with us. And there's a big group of people. I mean, Nick Saban's going to be there. Gus Malzahn, Matt Luke, coach at Ole Miss, Kirby Smart, who I just mentioned. I need to pull up the full list of – he won the fifth season of American Idol. So it's been a little while, but certainly he did uh, He did well for himself. Um, and I'll pull up the list and see if they've added any more celebrities on the Regents Pro-Am uh, tour here. But I haven't played golf in a year. And I would not say that I am a great golfer to begin with. So uh, so this in and of itself is going to be, uh, I, I think, a, a challenge. And I would be lying if I said that I'm not incredibly nervous to see, uh, to see how this is going to go, particularly because I'll be teeing off with a huge, I, I think what's probably going to be a pretty substantial crowd of people around. I also have a police escort to get to the, uh, to get to the course. So, you know, it'll be a, I'll be coming in with, uh, with, I'm sure a lot of people have police escorts, but I feel like if you arrive with a police escort, Man. you can't come out and just tank the opening Ooh. tee shot. want to protect all the double bogeys. I'll tell you, I'm really nervous about the first tee box because I feel like you really kind of set the tone on the first tee box and whatever 
number of people we have watching us, and I don't know how many it'll be, I would imagine by far the biggest crowd will be in that opening tee box. Now, I think, and I'm assuming you can walk around and there will be, like Saban and Gus Malzahn will by far get the biggest crowds, right? But I feel like Kirby Smart's a pretty big name. And uh, and so I think we'll have a decent number of people who kind of follow us around. And and so that tee box, you know, lining up in front of everybody, the practice swings, everything else, the fact that you don't get your tradition. I don't know about you guys, but when I play golf and, 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 and have played golf over the years, if you're playing with a buddy, the first tee box is always a mulligan potential, right? Like if, you, if you're getting up there for the first swing and you shank one, I don't know very many people who play like a first shot, you know, shanked tee shot, right? Almost everybody goes mulligan. I don't think we get that in the Pro-Am. And also, and I don't even know exactly how this Pro-Am works. Do we play best ball? Does anybody know how these Pro-Ams usually work? Yeah, Yeah, it's typically best ball. So I don't want to be the guy who never has his shot used, right? Like, and I don't want to be the guy who's clearly awful and you're just hoping that, you know, you might be able to hit a putt at some point. And uh, and, and that's a bad feeling. You know, I'm assuming that none of us will really ever need to drive because I'm John Daly's just going to crush the ball out of the tee box, right? So we'll always be playing his driver, I would think. I would be stunned if any of us, now maybe, you know, on a par three, somebody could hit a better shot than him, but I would be stunned if anybody is ever going to outdrive John Daly. So I would be fine, honestly, if we just said, hey, we're not going to drive the ball anybody else. Well, how is your putting? I mean, okay. But it's not like I'm a great – but I don't feel like – it does feel good to sink a putt, but I feel like you have to be able to contribute other places. You don't want to just be the guy who's only able to putt. Even if you were – I mean, I guess if you're an extraordinary putter, you get like a lot of respect in the foursome. But I want to be – I want to use at least a couple of my shots on the 18 holes. I also do, – do people drink on this thing? Like at 9 a.m., do you think – does John Daly still drink? Can somebody look this up? Do you think he'll be popping beers at 9 a.m. when we took tee off in the Pro-Am? I mean, I would hope so because a lot of us golf fans would dream of playing around with Daly for that reason. I also don't know how this is going to work because we have five guys. So does Daly ride in the golf cart by himself? It's got, Or do we get assigned to ride in people in golf carts? Does Kirby Smart want to ride in my golf cart? Does Taylor, like, I don't know how this works. So I feel like there's a lot of awkwardness involved in the Pro-Am experience. And again, I've never done it. I've wanted to do a Pro-Am for a while. I would rather do it at the peak of my golfing abilities, which are really not going to be that high. But, you know, a little bit later in the golf season when I've had some time to uh, to get out and play the courses more. Uh, but uh, I've got, I mean, I'm a member on my uh, on the golf course by my house. So I don't really have a lot of excuses for why I'm not better than I am. But uh, other than the fact that I didn't play until I got to law school, it wasn't like I grew up, you know, taking golf lessons or anything. So I'm entirely self-taught, as you'll be able to see from my swing, which is not Charles Barkley bad, but it's not, you know, uh, Tiger Woods effortless either. So what is a reasonable level of success? What should I be aspiring for? Because I don't think I'll play every shot. It's not like you can say, okay, well, you should, you know, you want to shoot a 94, you know, you want to break 100. I'm not going to be hitting every shot. What is a reasonable level of success and how much judgment do you think I'll get from my other guys? You don't want to be the worst guy in the foursome. I have no idea how good the Grateful Dead, uh, I mean the uh, widespread panic guy is. 
or Taylor Hicks, but I feel like Taylor Hicks is pretty good. So, and I, I bet Kirby Smart's pretty good because, I mean, he's a decent athlete, and we know John Daly's good. So I think there's a solid chance that I'm the worst. And I would be even more nervous, by the way, if I was in Nick, Nick Saban's foursome because then I'd be like, oh, my God, like Nick Saban is definitely going to judge me. He's definitely hating every minute of this. <laughs> um, like, I, I, I would not be very, uh, very excited about that. I think right out the gate, if you can just, off the first tee box, stay in the fairway and not shank it right or left, then... Oh, there is there is no doubt that I would... Uh, that is a tremendous success. Yeah. But I think the odds of that are... I mean, I, I, I just... I don't feel good about stepping up and just grabbing, you know, hold and just nailing one right down the center of the fairway. I would love to do that in, the, in front of the crowd, have a nice little uh, courtesy applause... I'm more concerned about killing someone and just shanking it. I mean, really, you look at those like funnels and I mean, I really think that I could just take one at like a 20 degree angle right on the left. And, you know, next thing you know, there's a lady down and somebody screaming medic. Like, I don't want to wipe somebody out. I would not. I would stand behind me if you uh, if you are going to be potentially there. I would definitely stand behind me. We have heard throughout the years how calm and cool you are when the phone system doesn't work. So if you have a putt and it just circles out of the cup, will you remain calm the way you do on the radio? I don't. Or will I, you go happy Gilmore? I don't. Well, first of all, it depends on the, the crew. You know, like how are people reacting? Because I don't want to be the guy who's way overreactive to, uh, to the pro-am. Um, and, uh, and so effectively, I would think that we'll be playing with John Daly shots. Like, I don't know. What do you think the pro hits in a pro-am? Like, 65% of the shots because I think a lot of the approaches, you know, the pitching wedges, the putts, everything else, that's where you potentially could use somebody else. But I again, I don't even know the purpose of us teeing off other than maybe on the par threes because John Daly can crush the ball off the tee. So in theory, there's going to be a lot of pitching wedge shots. And, uh, and that at least gives people a chance to just go right for the pin, which would hopefully mean that we don't have that many long putts. But it, I don't think I don't when when you when you're not playing your own ball I don't think it's anywhere near as frustrating. So I don't I don't think that I will utter a single expletive on the golf course tomorrow. Hmm. Over under over under would be a half. Like I I don't think if the time that it will happen is in the tee box if I just consistently can't hit the ball out of the tee box and just look ridiculous. <laughs> so that's my that's my biggest concern in general. Dub, what do you think success is? Well, what do you typically shoot here? Uh, I mean, last time you played, what was your score? Uh, I mean, I would be in the in the nineties. Okay, here's here's a strategy that I like to give to my friends that aren't as great at the game of golf. Just every hole, there's eighteen holes. Play every single hole as a par five. So your even par in your head with this strategy would be a ninety. And if you get close to that, you hold your own. And uh, I think it'd be a successful round. Yeah, I mean that that that's solid. But remember, I'm not hitting every shot. Did you check and see whether or not John Daly still drinks? I am he might be drinking positive. after he sees my shots. I'm almost positive he does. And yeah, I actually in have, 2017 he came out with his own line of drinks. So yeah, but I thought at some point he stopped drinking and lost a bunch of weight. So it does. I, but there's an article I found that says he fell off the wagon. Oh, he and, fell off. The and wagon, that's the right. last article about his drinking that I can find online. And least. that was how long ago? That was. 2016 it looks like all right so he may be back to drinking again what do you think the odds are that people drink on this tour again we're t i mean on this uh on this round we start at 9 a.m is that common on a pro-am do you think people will drink oh i would think so 
you think zeroed out like you think people are yeah i would say at least by 10 30 11 a.m people are going to be drinking a little bit all right let's go to the do we have calls lined up i want to hear what their opinions are here yeah let's start off with paul and fargo paul and fargo what's a reasonable performance by me i think he'll do well clay i've got faith in you i used to play a lot of golf two pieces of advice i can give you one don't swing too hard. Um, that's a rookie mistake that a lot of golfers make. They see the guys on TV swinging Mach 4 and think they need to swing too hard. Take a nice, smooth swing start to finish. That will help you make good contact. And second, your group is on the green putting. Don't putt first. Watch the mother's putt. That way you'll get a look at how the ball will break. That'll help your chances of making your putt and looking like the hero when it's your turn. So. Good luck, buddy. I'm sure you'll do great. Yeah, you know, I I kind of feel differently on the putting. I feel like if you go first, you take all of the uh, all of the responsibility, and there's no pressure. Whereas if you're one of the last guys and everybody else has seen the line and you choke, there's a lot more pressure on you. So I, I'm I'm a little bit a uh, little bit unclear there. Also, we'll see how everybody else is doing, and usually the worst putter goes first is the general consensus. Uh, who's up next? We got Blake in Alabama. Blake in Alabama. Blake, what's shaking? Yeah, Clay, man. The best thing you should do, man, is just barely swing and say, screw it. You know you're not a great golfer. Go out there and get hammered. You're playing with John Daly and John Bell from widespread panic. Enjoy it. People's not expecting you to go out there and shoot a 72. Man, go out there. If you shake one right in the audience, the first one, just give them a thumbs up and roll on to the next hole. Do I sign a golf ball for somebody or a, or a glove if I take them out? absolutely clay bring copies of your book that's what the pros do yeah maybe i should put a copy of the book in my uh, golf bag i i the pros sign like a golf uh, a golf glove but i feel like people will be like i don't want clay travis to ruin my golf glove this thing costs 34 dollars. i don't want him signing it what about walk around with a clay travis autographed golf uh, glove they might not even know who i am that's the other thing like people will know kirby smart i think people will know john daly Taylor Hicks is playing in his hometown, so I think a lot of people will know him. Uh, I think there's a decent chance. Some, I mean, it's Birmingham, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of college football fans and whatnot. So I think there's a decent chance I'll be somewhat recognizable, but I'm not sure that the majority of the people at the golf course will know me. Did we pull up the list of celebrities? I tried to pull it up a second ago, and I was talking at the same time, and I didn't have a good uh, I didn't have a good um, a good list. Let me see if I can find the celebrities. Because I don't know how many of, like, Bo Jackson is on this thing. Uh, there's a pretty good list of people that I think people will be, you know, fairly excited to see. And uh, do we have that? Oh, there's an article, 23 celebrities you don't want to miss at the region's tradition pro. This will be good. This is from the Birmingham News. The celebrity player list is stacked. They have 23 celebrities you don't want to miss at the Regents Tradition Pro-Am. Did they put me in the list? Let's see. I'm just clicking on this right now. This is from the Birmingham News. It says, Regents Tradition will once again become the football capital of the South. Wednesday, May 8th, many of the South's legendary coaches and players are set to take to the Greystone Golf and Country Club course for the Regents Tradition Pro-Am. Here are the 23 celebrities you don't want to miss. Nick Saban. Oh, hold on. Let's see. All right. So here are the celebrities you don't want to miss. Nick Saban, Gus Malzahn, Kirby Smart, Matt Luke. All right. That's four current SEC football coaches. Condoleezza Rice, former U.S. Secretary of State. All right. I would agree. She's pretty famous. Bo Jackson, John Bell, lead singer, widespread panic. Greg McElroy, SEC network personality. 
Gary Sheffield, former Major League Baseball outfielder, Taylor Hicks, singer and American Idol winner, Jay Barker, I know Jay, former University of Alabama quarterback, John Parker Wilson, former University of Alabama quarterback, Stan White, Brandon Cox. They left me off. <laughs> they, left, they left me off the list. At least the your, group, the your group got mentioned. Hold on. This is unbelievable. The 23 celebrities you won't want to miss. This is the headline. 23 celebrities you don't want to miss at the Regions Tradition Pro-Am Day. And they left me off the list. They le- I mean, I, I gotta be. I got to be honest with you. Stan White, Brandon Cox. I mean, come on. Bill Bubba Bussy, Rick and Bubba Show. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville, Connell Maynard, head football coach at Alabama A&M, the head coach at Alabama State. They put Feinbaum on here. The head basketball coach at UAB. They left me off. They put the mascots on here. (laughs) They put the mascots on here. (laughs) This is, I mean, 23 celebrities you don't want to miss, and I didn't even make the top 23. This is this is an outrage. I mean, am I am I wrong to say that I should be on the top twenty three list? I mean, come on. Uh, we got any other calls? What's going? On? I, I'm I'm still rattled here. This is this is ridiculous. You better write a strongly worded letter. Uh, the, the Birmingham News is definitely going to get a, an angry letter to the editor from me uh, over their refusal to say that I'm uh, twenty three celebrities you don't want to miss. And I'm one of the celebrities, I guess that means that you do want to miss. That's the only other way to read this. I might be the only celebrity they left off the list. Uh, Dub, what do we got here? That's a tough break. We got Mark in Ohio. Mark in Ohio. I'm trying to find the celebrity list to see if anybody else even got left off. Clay, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here, but you told us you hadn't played golf for a year. I can almost guarantee that you're going to do something embarrassing tomorrow. Oh, I mean, there's uh, cert- there's no doubt that I'm going to do certain uh, that something embarrassing. I mean, there's zero doubt at all. The question is just how yeah. many embarrassing things am I going to do? Right. I mean, it's also a game of muscle memory. You see, the pros go to you know practice range after a round of golf every time trying to work on something. Uh, I would get to Birmingham tonight and hit a bucket of balls at least. I know you said you don't want to leave a good shot from the practice range, but um, listen, one thing I would uh, advise you, I've heard that a lot of times these events require to use one, if not two, of everybody's drive in the group. Oh, that's and interesting. And I have daily bombing it every time on you. Yeah, that is interesting. I haven't heard. I didn't know that. That is uh, That's intriguing yeah, if that – They've got yeah, C celebrity. Let's yeah. Let's hope you don't block somebody and damage, okay? <laughs> All right. So this, I feel a little bit better. They left Bruce Pearl off the list of the 23 people that you would want to see, which actually I think is even more of an indictment. I, I don't know who was writing that list. They must hate Auburn uh, if they left, left Bruce Pearl off the list of 23 celebrities that you want to see. Um, and uh, so Bruce Pearl and uh, let's see, we tee off at 9 Bo Jackson tees off at twelve. Mark Ingram is there. I'll be interested to see Mark Ingram. They also left him off the uh, off him off the list. Um, so uh, so that should be uh, that should be pretty intriguing. But we're gonna be. I'll be teeing off right after Condoleezza Rice. 
So uh, that's going to be, I mean, there'll be uh, a lot of people, I think, there to, uh, to see that for sure. And we're also the last group to tee off at 9. They start teeing off at 7.20 with Tommy Tuberville, who I think is actually running for the Senate, right? Isn't Tommy Tuberville running for the Senate from Alabama now? And, and may actually have a decent chance of winning that, uh, winning that election. So anyway, I tee off at 9, uh, and, uh, and that, should, uh, that should be interesting to see how that goes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's Chief Medical Correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. 
confident show here, especially when we bring in Chris Mannix. Chris, let's start. We'll get to the Warriors in a moment here and what's going on with the Rockets, but I want to start with the Boston Celtics. Do you think that was Kyrie Irving's last game in a Boston Celtics uniform at the Garden? You know, it's it, it's really hard to say, um, in, in part because it's it's hard to get a read on what Kyrie Irving's priorities are going to be this offseason, what the Celtics might be able to do to change the team up via trade this offseason, but also that this Celtics team they, has proven they can go to Milwaukee and win. So as bad as, as they've played over the last three games, and Kyrie's been a, a huge part of, of how bad they've played with, with his poor shooting, they're, they're capable of going into game five and, and forcing a game six. But if they do go out, it certainly doesn't bode well for, for the Celtics' ability to bring him back. Like I feel with Kawhi Leonard and, and a handful of other free agents, the deeper you go in the playoffs, uh, the better your chances are of re-signing them. If Boston goes out in the second round uh, with Kyrie Irving after going to the conference finals without him, uh, I, I think that might be a bad sign for all everyone involved. Uh, he's on a really bad shooting slump, Kyrie Irving is right now. Uh, have you noticed anything that he seems to be doing differently, or do you think he's just choosing, uh, happening to play his worst basketball at the worst possible time? No, I mean, I think one thing you have to factor in is just how good Milwaukee is defensively. I mean, they were the number one team in the NBA in defense this year for a reason, and they've decided to to steer their entire defense towards Kyrie Irving. I mean, Eric Bledsoe is a high-level defender at that position, and you know they're treating Kyrie like the Celtics are trying uh, to treat Giannis. They're they're sort of loading up on him and, and making sure he sees two or three defenders in his line of sight and. You know, Kyrie hasn't responded to this. But the problem is, Kyrie spent the entire season telling everyone to relax, don't worry about the results of the regular season, because he was there and he was going to be ready to play come postseason. Uh, he, he was fine, I guess, in the Indiana series, uh, but he has been anything but that in, in this one. His, uh, you know, his poor shooting, the, the 61 points over the last three games on 62 shots, uh, that, that's been a problem for this team. He's been pretty good as a facilitator. He had 10 assists, I think, what was it, last night? And then he, and he could have a few more if the Celtics could make some shots around him. And that's a separate conversation, how bad they've been at other positions. Uh, but he's got to be more efficient offensively. And, and, and that, no matter how you break it down, that, some of that's on him. Tonight, uh, let's stick on the Eastern Conference for a moment. Who do you think wins? Do you think the Raptors win this series now? They got the split against the 76ers. They're tied up at 2-2. Game five is tonight. And who would you make the favorite regardless, assuming the Bucks come out now that they're up 3-1? Do you think the Bucks will beat the whoever emerges from this 76ers-Raptors series and go to the NBA Finals? No, if it's Toronto, and I think it is, I've said throughout the start of the playoffs that Toronto was the best team in the East, and I'm going to still lean into that. Um, with this series tied at two. I mean, Kawhi Leonard did what Kyrie couldn't in, in his game four, and he just pulled their fat out of the fire and, and willed them to a win. Now they go back home with you know two of the next three there if it goes to seven games, and I think they're at a great position. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how mentally tough Philly's going to be you know, having to, to go back to Toronto and, and win another game there. So I, I like the Raptors yeah, to win this series, and I like the Raptors to beat Milwaukee. I mean, so Toronto's playoff experience, to me, counts for something. You know, they've had some rough moments the last few years, but those rough moments have all come against the Cleveland Cavaliers and against LeBron James. And compare that to 
what the Bucks are right now. Uh, a young team, you know, a lot of those guys making their first appearance at the second round, and most of them will be, would be making their first appearance at the conference finals. I think that's a factor. And, and look, Kawhi versus Giannis is a, a ridiculous matchup on both ends of the floor, but I think Kawhi's capable of getting the best of that. So uh, I, I still like Toronto. It's a brutal series because, again, that Kawhi-Giannis matchup is going to be a lot of fun if that's the way it goes. But I think the Raptors, their experience is going to be a factor. All right, let's go into what happened last night. How surprised are you that the Rockets came back and won both their home games? The teams have played now 18 games the past two seasons, and the Rockets are up 10-8 overall in those 18. Do you think that the Rockets have what it takes to win what is now a three-game series? Can they take two of three against the Warriors? What have you seen so far? What do you expect to see going forward? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm not surprised at all that the Rockets took care of business at home. I'm more surprised that they got beat in the first two games in Golden State. I mean, this this Rockets team, this is this is their year. Like, this is the one year that they have all the pieces and have the health to put it together to beat uh, Golden State. Now, they had some bad luck in the first couple of games of the series, the James Harden eye injury. Uh, some of that refereeing stuff that got into their skin, uh, I think that played a big role in, in how they played in Oakland. But coming back home, this was what we saw from Houston for most of the season. You had Austin Rivers making shots last night. This is what he's done since he signed with the Rockets at midseason. I mean, James Harden, uh, you know, his usual spectacular uh, throughout the course of that game. Uh, you know, they, they, they just have – they're just built to win against this Golden State team. And the Warriors going to need – you know, Steph Curry to, to wake up a little bit from beyond the three-point line. He's had some, some decent numbers overall in this series, but if he's going to continue to shoot 25, less than 30% from three-point range, that's going to be that, – that might be the defining edge in a series like this. So I, I think the Rockets can go into Oakland and win one of these next two games and, and win this series. They're, they're very evenly matched, this Warriors team. The Kevin Durant right now is minus 250 if you're betting and looking at the markets out there for where he's going to play next year to join the Knicks. And I know you've said on this show, we're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix on Twitter, that you expect him to go to New York and that that kind of expa- explains the Chris Tapps Porzingis moves and everything else. Do you still feel like regardless of whatever happens with this year's Warriors team that Durant leaves or could losing, for instance, to the Rockets change some of the equation for him? No, I, I think if, if anything, if you know, I, I've felt that since the beginning, even if they won a championship, that Durant would would most likely leave, and and he's one of those guys where if you get beat early in the playoffs, it might hasten his his exit out the door. Um, I, I just I just think he's ready to move on, and and I'm not basing that on 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 much more than what a lot of people in the league tend to believe at this point, and kind of the way this whole season has played out, it just seems like this. This team that Durant joined, this group, has kind of run its course. Um, I'm sure there'll be every effort made by the front office to keep him there, but I, you know, I, I, there's a reason the Knicks did everything that they did, and, and, I, and I have a hard time believing they don't have at least a head nod from the people in Durant's camp that he wants to go and play there. To trade Porzingis the way they did, to completely scuttle their, their plans to build that team organically, to go once again all in, on for agency. That tells me that they are extremely confident that Durant will play there. Now, can he get somebody else to play with him? I don't know. He's at a risk because Durant is 
impressionable in the room, and the L.A. Clippers could swoop in and make him feel uh, more wanted than the Knicks could. That's possible as well. But I just think this this Warriors group that you know this, we're seeing the, the last year of them, no matter how this uh, postseason plays out. Better for the NBA if the Warriors lose or if the Warriors win. I, I think it's better if they lose because it would you know, start the process of restoring or creating, I guess not restoring, but creating the kind of parody that Adam Silver craves. Now, I don't know what all the ratings are. I'm imagining that in every series they're down because I haven't gotten those emails proclaiming them to be up, which I get every single year that they are up. Uh, but, you know, I think for the league and the growth of it as a whole, having six or seven teams that are capable of winning a championship every single year is a good thing. It creates kind of an NFL model that the NBA hasn't had for for decades, really. I mean, maybe ever at this point. I mean, you've always had one dynasty or another, uh, whether it's for 10 years or three years, kind of leading into the next. And, you know, the NBA set up for next season to have, you know, four or five teams in the East, three or four teams in the West have a legitimate shot at winning a championship. So I, I think it's... I think it's a good thing. I mean, the ratings again—they, the, the you know, networks prefer and viewers prefer superstars at the highest level playing in the finals. They don't want to see the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard versus the James Harden and the Houston Rockets. But for the health of the NBA as a whole, I think it's better to take a ratings hit now and have a little more parity uh, for for everything else. How much pressure do you think the Warriors feel going back home to Oracle? I think they feel a lot of pressure. I mean, they're still the super team. Now, if they, you know, they, they would like to to have that attitude that even if they break up next year, nobody could touch them when they were together. You know, with, with Durant and that group as as one. I, I think that's that's important. And, and you know, there's been a lot of talk all season long about how vulnerable this team was. If they get beaten the second round by the Rockets, that will kind of confirm you know a lot of that. They will send them into a really tough off season where it may not be just Kevin Durant. I mean. I don't know that the Warriors will will come back with the core of that 72-win team from a few years ago and, and try to give it a go with that group. They might make even more changes. I mean, Draymond Green is going to be a, uh, an unrestricted free agent in 2020. I don't I don't know if the Warriors want to roll the dice and and pay him you know close to max level money uh, for a player that's been de- declining really over the last couple of years, both offensively and defensively. So the pressure's on because, you know, you could see not just Durant walk, but some significant changes to this Warriors team at the end of the year. Clay, uh, you mentioned uh, what's going on with the Lakers. Uh, We've talked a lot about that. We're talking to Chris Mannix over the past several weeks, over the past several months. Kawhi, you also have mentioned that if you continue to advance and the Raptors have a massive Game 5 tonight, it becomes very hard for Kawhi Leonard to leave. Let's say that the Raptors win this series against the 76ers. How would you assess the likelihood that he re-ups with the Raptors versus that he decides to come back home to Los Angeles? Yeah, I, I just, well, first of all, he, he's an impossible person to get a read on. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of stuff with him over the years, and, and I don't have any kind of bead on what he's thinking. He doesn't have this, this wide inner circle that guys like Kevin Durant does uh, do when you can learn stuff by talking to them. He just doesn't communicate a lot with anybody about what he's thinking. He's got you know, a couple of family members. His close friend is uh, Jeremy Castleberry. He's on the staff in Toronto. But you know, even, even these guys, they, I don't think they could say with any degree of certainty what Kawhi Leonard is, is thinking. And, and the Raptors have done a great job, I think, of communicating everything directly to Kawhi Leonard, ignoring all the outside noise 
about the Clippers and really making him the face of the franchise. All that being said, I, I think it'll take at least a trip to the finals to, to give them a legitimate shot at retaining him. Unless, again, like with Kyrie, unless Kawhi has you know different priorities, if money is a bigger priority with Kawhi than, than, than we think right now, uh, that could give the Raptors an edge. But right now I think that getting to the finals has to be their ultimate goal. Maybe not winning, because it's going to be tough no matter what who gets out of the Western Conference, but getting to the finals has to be what the Raptors feel is is, is something that will keep Kawhi Leonard in town. Well, let's go to the other Game 5. The Nuggets uh, tonight are taking on the Portland Trailblazers. It's been probably the most exhilarating, entertaining series so far uh, in this round of the playoffs. Tied up at 2-2, who you like? I mean, the Nuggets have been in the most exciting playoffs so far with the seven-game series against San Antonio, and now here we go in a Game 5 at home. I, I tell you, I was you know incredibly impressed by their ability to come back in Game 4 less than 48 hours after going four overtimes and, and win that game. I mean, that, that, that to me was as impressive as a win as I've seen uh, in the playoffs. And, look, they've got to feel pretty confident going back home. They've been really good at home throughout the season. Uh, and, and you got to feel like the, 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 the Blazers feel like they might have lost something there, you know, lost the, the, the momentum that they could have had in winning that game four. I mean, Nikola Jokic, he really has been something to watch out there. I mean, going 64 minutes in that game three and turning around and having a great game four was, was again, remarkable with what he did. So I still like the, the Nuggets in this one. I mean, but they've shown that they can play up and beat anybody or play down and lose to anybody. And it all, a lot of it depends on their role players stepping up and shooting efficiently. Jamal Murray, we've talked about this. He, he's the wild card for this team. If Jamal Murray plays well, you know, there's like a 90-plus percent chance that, that, uh, that Denver is going to win. If he plays poorly, it makes them vulnerable to lose anybody, including Portland. So this, this series, I lean towards the Nuggets because of home court, but it, it still remains a coin flip. Can either of these teams pull off an upset over the Rockets or the Warriors? I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I think it would be a good series, especially if Denver wins, because if they want to play in, say, Houston, they'll have home court in that series. But it, it, Denver's incredibly inexperienced. Remember, they were out of the playoffs you know, just uh, last year. Portland, you know, it's been kind of a Boston from last year type of run with the injury they had to Nurkic and how they've come on. But, you know, they're still one-dimensional with their guard play. And uh, you know, their, their record against Golden State isn't great over the last few years. So I, I think this is you know, this is kind of the season for both these teams. Get to the conference finals, may put up a bit of a fight, but I would say that, that both the teams that are playing in, in that Warriors Rocket series, they're they're the better ones. They'll be the a strong favorite of the conference finals. Good stuff as always at SI Chris Mannix. Appreciate you waking up early with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy the games tonight, my man. You got it, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. 
Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta. CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 